October 29th. 2009 Kitchener, Ontario Now what are the uh, before we're even on the thing what are the rules what don't you want to talk about anything I can't imagine anything you know about me that I'm not willing to talk about Fair enough Is it running recording All right For anybody who's counting Cheers. Cheers. Welcome, uh, welcome, ladies and uh, fuckers, to Legend in My Spare Time, episode one. This is it right here. Nice name. Nice name indeed. Legend in My Spare Time. And that's because, nice segue, Dave. That's because all things indie is what's going to be the highlight, you know? So every week I'm going to have different indie guests, musicians, artists, all that kind of shit, you know? Nice. Think M- Bloodhound Gang are going to come after you for that Legend in My Spare Time bit? Fuck the Bloodhound Gang. Hey. Okay, I didn't mean that. So. To my left, uh, making no difference to the people at home. This is this is the man I refer to as the one and only. Thank you, Dave Rage K. Dave, how the fuck are you, man? I am rock solid, Maddie. It's nice to be here. Thank you very much. In the uh, posh studio setup that you have here in your in the Matt Cave. In the Matt Cave. Ooh, yes, that's a good name. <laughs> exactly. You're full of good names. I, man. I got a lot of time on my hands, man. <laughs> I got a lot of time. Legend in My Spare Time contains themes and subjects that may not be suitable for everyone listening. If you're easily offended, we suggest you get your podcast on elsewhere. Ladies and gentlemen of the podcast universe, it's your Uncle Joey. For those longtime listeners of the Legend My Spare Time podcast, you are very well aware of the deep man love that I have for today's guest host on Legend My Spare Time. I have so much man love for this individual that merely texting with him put me in a good mood for an entire day. Then, Matt Lease teases me with a screenshot that he had a Skype call with this individual and told me to keep my head on a swivel for the next podcast. I'm not too ashamed to admit, I came in my pants. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my very special honor to introduce to you an extremely special edition of the Legend in My Spare Time podcast. it going good buddy how about you yeah very well my friend like wh- where 
Where are you? You may have noticed I've brought a Scott Jackson with me. Hello, Scott Jackson. Hello, my ladies. I, I, I trust that you are well. You, you both look well. Yeah, well, I mean, we're no you, but uh, we're a close second. Yeah, we're well enough. Not to dig, dig right away, but looking at all three of us, we got old, boys. It happened. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know, and you still got us beat by 10 years. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to happen to us, though, man. I know. I worked so hard. Uh, I was supposed to be somebody by now. <laughs> I could have been a contender. Uh, well, look, I'm already recording, so it's super cool. Um, all right, I'll stop moving stuff around then. Thank you. So, hey, uh, it's what I do. So yeah, almost almost ten years. It's ten years in October since we did it the first been. one ever. I know, eh? Isn't that crazy? Uh, it's unbelievable. Now, um, I have to start like we always used to start back then when you would show up again. Even though this time it's been like, it's got to be seven years, hasn't it? Easily, easily, easily seven years. My wife easily has lived seven. here five years, so <laughs> I disappeared from Canada uh, in like eleven or twelve. Yeah, it sounds about right. It all happened kind of quick, so you know it's kind of blurry. But um, so it's. <laughs> I so, think there's other reasons that it might be blurry. Yeah, yeah, but that's you know we'll get into that, um, <laughs> which is a real problem with living in the UK, by the way. But um, seriously, okay. Yeah, we'll get into that bullshit. <sighs> don't don't get me angry right away. But every time, <laughs> ev- up to this. every time we used to do a show where you'd show up again, I'd always start by saying, "Where the fuck have you been, man?" You're late. You're like eight years late for the podcast. <laughs> I swear. To, I swear. The last time I spoke to you, you said like, and I mean in person. Yeah, man, we'll record next week. I'm sure that's the last thing you ever said to me. And again, <laughs> well I, I left unannounced. So that's, that part's on me too. But good Lord, man, where the fuck have you been? You see, I didn't move to a, a foreign country. I held, uh, held it tight here in the uh, great Candonia. That's right. Well, somebody had to. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's let's see. It's, since you took off, I've uh, I've really done nothing. Like it, it, you know, if you were to take the last, you know, say eight years arbitrarily and uh, and pocket it. Yeah. <laughs> aside aside from uh, you know the, the the wife and everything else, uh, really nothing's happened. Nothing. I'm uh, I've really I've literally done nothing. So wait, so we're both married men now? We are. Good Lord. We were rock stars, Dave K. Yeah, yeah, then we gave up. Although I did meet my wife at a show, so that was good. That's cool. I met mine in high school. So that's just more stories about us being old. Uh, Seriously? Yeah. And and Scotty, my friend, what have you been doing for... Well, last time I saw you, I was still married to the cow. And I have since gotten divorced and remarried. To the girl that I've known for almost 30 years. There you go. Yeah. Got the right one this time. Also a high school love, oddly enough. Uh, Actually, I met her her at bowling. Nice. Well, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Well, (laughs) (laughs) she wasn't bowling. She was working there. (laughs) But that's great. Could you talk about like a haze and like a fog over things? A lot of my memories with both of you, now that you mention it, are just kind (laughs) of like one fuzzy memory where it's just kind of like... I know that dude. And that's most your brain lets you because you're like, we've been at probably shows together. And then your mind tells you every show because they're all just one in that blurry thing. Because, you know, we used to partake a little bit back in the day, allegedly. Yeah. 
unless there was a standout event, yeah, definitely all ran together. I mean, like for you though, I mean, the standout event was always the day we met. Oh, of course. At, that, at the boho looking yeah. for a bucket. Now I've told my side of this on this show many times, but tell your side of it, you know, well, because I, my, just exactly how you saw it, your first thoughts of me, um, it's hard to hurt my feelings, so please just be honest. <laughs> it didn't used to well, be hard. I used to be sensitive. I'm not sensitive anymore. When you almost uh, die, you really stop being a sensitive fucker about things. So um, <laughs> please, let's see that you shaped it up. Exactly. Let's hear the first impressions, please. Well, okay. Now, are your uh, are are your uh, listeners uh, obviously they're familiar with a little bit about the boathouse? It's funny because yes, and every it's like this hypothetical mystical place because it comes up in so many podcasts i interviewed <laughs> i interviewed sean pinchin i'm sure you both remember him and mm-hmm. even he went on about the boathouse for another podcast that i do so yes the listeners are familiar with the mythical place known as the boathouse yeah so i mean not only was it the home of, of you know exceptional uh, music both touring and, and you know local development uh, you know our, our man the legend matt leaves here but uh, it also had uh, a certain dirtbag piss tank kind of uh, kind of vibe to it, you know. So while there was always some kind of sketchy behavior going on, at least you know it was a pretty consistent type of sketchy behavior. Mm-hmm. Until one day, you know, I think I was working a day shift, and uh, in walked this uh, you know thoroughly disreputable looking young man, and uh, walked up to the bar and you know, didn't, uh, didn't inquire about booking a gig, which is usually the first thing that happens or didn't order a beer, which is usually the second thing. What he did do <laughs> was ask if I had a number of unique items kicking around <laughs> in the bar. Uh, you know, he wanted a, a bucket full of water, uh, an empty two liter bottle. And if possible, uh, I believe he also required some, uh, aluminum foil that, yeah, and, and, and some those, scissors if you could. Now I don't know if uh, if, if this uh, this practice uh, does this uh, does this exist over there in in the motherland. I mean, outside of in my other room right now, no, it certainly doesn't. <laughs> so so the, so the idea of this is probably fairly unheard of for yep. any of our UK listeners. Yeah, I had to make a video to explain it to some of my Welsh buddies. Did you really? Genuinely, <laughs> hand on heart. I had to make a what's a bucket video. So. Oh, well, well, you see, now there you go. Now here in Canada, you know, where we now mercifully, uh, you know, the uh, the magic greenery is now legal. Amen. Which has literally changed nothing. <laughs> except for that I'm more blatant in just harassing my neighbors with my uh, inconsiderate <laughs> pot smoking. Yeah, well, we always were. We could have called our band the inconsiderate pot smokers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so Matt was looking to uh, to rock some buckets, and uh, <laughs> wow, that was gray area acceptable. It's certainly uh, the extreme always makes an impression, and uh, from that day forward, I had nothing <laughs> but respect and admiration for the young man who had the balls to walk into my bar and blatantly ask me if I had the makings <laughs> of the Canadian special bong. <laughs> well, listen, man, it's uh. Sometimes you got to shoot for the goal and sometimes you score yeah. one, you know, uh, I that's tell true. people that's the day we fell in love. Uh, so that's always my <laughs> it side absolutely of the story. Was. Uh, yeah, no, it absolutely was <laughs> because, you know, I can remember days of having allegedly now, uh, a allegedly. lineup of gentlemen, uh, who want to do also have a bucket. 
I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. these kinds of evenings. You know, these were the guys that were like, "Oh, I smoked so much weed in the seventies, man, and I could hit that bucket." And we'd be like, "Okay, myself and Alistair, if you remember Alistair, phenomenal oh, guitar sure. player." Yeah. So we'd be sitting out there, literally, again, as you said, blatantly, just sitting there brewing buckets on the patio of this beautiful bar. You know, uh, of course, it's right beside the water. So my plan was always any trouble. I'll just throw this thing in the water and uh, nobody gets in any real trouble, I guess. Uh, Other than the fact that it looked like a fucking food stand at a rock concert because I just had dudes lined up waiting to do these buckets. Uh, I remember going on stage after Mr. Dave K introduced us, looking out to the crowd. And it was all the uh, all the older guys that used to do the jam, you know, like the occasional guitar player, bass player, all just standing out there fucking ripped bright red eyes just half shut uh probably the quietest gig we ever played because all you got was kind of like yeah man yeah Yeah. Yeah. because you got everybody you know (laughs) and i can remember nights walking home from your house dave k allegedly Mm -hmm. allegedly (laughs) and i don't know how the fuck i got home because we used to drink and do gigs and used to pour more booze into me than uh good lord i don't know how i stay alive i'm gonna be honest with you yeah, that is what I do. Yeah, but uh, then, now, please. Oh, then, you know, because well, uh, well, that obviously holds a, a certain infamy with your listeners. Uh, there are a few people on this side of the pond who still have one clear memory of Matt Lee's etched in their brains that it that will never be erased. <laughs> uh oh. And that was the night of the great One-Eyed Jacks gay rap battle. Oh, the the great Canadian gay off. The great Canadian gay That one still lives in, in the wow. memory of the people that were there. Now, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, we we, we gave her. You, you won. Uh, and oh, but, uncontested. But it was a one nothing victory, if anything, my friend. Oh, it is. And it's it certainly stretched out for a while. I, I still have bad dreams about things you did to me while you were singing. <laughs> Sometimes this just flashes into my head like, get your tongue out of my ear. What? What? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, for folks who don't know, we were, I think Dave or me or somebody, again, it's all a haze, ladies and gentlemen, somebody we knew was hosting an open mic, which at the time kind of meant that we were all kind of just having an open mic because we'd all just kind of let our buddies up mostly, you know, Um, because that's our fucking right, whatever, I guess. That's what we did at the time anyway. Uh, Hey, man, what about the list? Oh, yeah, that's great. We're going to get to the list, but Dave Case here, so uh, (laughs) sit down for a minute. Um, so yeah, it started with, uh, singing songs to each other, dedicating them to each other. Um, but they were kind of like overly sappy love songs and we made sure to sort of make eye contact with each other and really work it to make each other uncomfortable. I remember a lap dance, perhaps maybe that's just a haze from another time. Dave K gave me a lap dance. Um, and, uh, it was just kind of like song for song, handing the guitar back and forth, um, it was unbelievable. It was the only time I've ever been in anything near like a rap battle you'd see in like eight mile with like a, a, a group of people around you in a circle watching you just like try to out gay the other dude, which of course, not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, no, absolutely. This, this was purely a game of chicken between me and a good buddy. Um, and I think I won with uh, your body as a wonderland, didn't I? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just that you picked the perfect song. And I mean, I'll be the first to admit that you had all the clubs in your bag for this one because you know, I, I'm a product of the 80s, and while there were, you know, those power ballads that I could bust out in an acoustic guitar, they don't really hold the hold the water that some of the more modern, you know, really sensitive artists produced. Yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't just that you sang Your Body's a Wonderland to me. 
it was the long, slow eye contact throughout <laughs> the entire song that made it devastating because I couldn't even concentrate on what could come next. You <laughs> so undressed me with that. I, I was forced to just throw up my hands and walk away. Well, in my head, I was I was hearing Eddie Murphy saying, I got this motherfucker now. Because yeah, well, I was, was right. I was keeping it as the as, as the right hand. I was keeping it as the finishing move, and I thought, <laughs> as soon as I'm ready to finish this off, we're going John Mayer, and then it just that was it, you know. Um, yeah. But we honestly, uh, you know, not to be not, I'm I'm sappier now in my old age too. So both of you were present for events that meant the world to me, and that I still remember and I'll never forget, which forever changed my life. So thank you to both of you, and especially you, Dave, because we had some fucking. <sighs> Some evenings, my friend, you know, there were, there were some crazy times. Uh, we, it's just, you know, playing in a band that call, we called shoes in a dryer, um, mm-hmm. which I loved because wasn't really an ironic name, <laughs> but kind of, yeah, yeah uh, you know, it's, it, uh, it was a great time. Sometimes, sometimes the shoe just fits the dryer. That's right. <laughs> I wish I would have enjoyed it more as a young man, as I look back on it, but we had some fucking great times. I still remember the gig where we drove out to somewhere, a country bar. Uh, you ended up with no shirt on walking around the crowd with a wireless guitar. That's not surprising. As you do. Uh, but, <laughs> this, uh, but on this specific occasion, there was a gentleman uh, with a cowboy hat on and blue jeans. And in between songs, I don't know if you remember, he walked right to the middle of the, we call it a dance floor, but that's certainly not what it was. But he's sort of standing right there just kind of looking at us. And he gave like a big yee-haw. And it started <laughs> at his toes and went all, all the way up to his head. And uh, he just kind of pointed at us. And we thought, <laughs> we're in good hands, ladies and gentlemen. Um, th- but those were some unbelievable nights that we used to just go out and, you know, I st- just play music and cause trouble with yourself m- myself and um big love of course you know yeah absolutely there is uh there's much there was much big much trouble and much love <laughs> oh good. yeah speaking of have still having dreams about things he did to you you know uh big oh. love still pops into my head now and again and i think i don't know if that was okay <laughs> i don't know how i feel about that all these years later I believe that for the most part, anybody who's shared any quality interaction with Big Love questions what they did immediately after. <laughs> right? Like, did we ch- Was that... Am I now... No, never mind. Yeah. You know, just kind of Can move I, on. It yeah. seemed fine at the time. Yeah. yeah. But it was not. No, no it was not. <laughs> uh, so the music scene, we it's it's there's so much to just catch up on. We we met, we roamed around. I was dying to, because I'm going to be honest with you now, Dave K. I think you are the greatest podcaster ever, even though you've only done like eight <laughs> episodes. And I mean this, like, listen, let me let me. Ex- you know how OCD I am. You know how mm-hmm. how how I get really deep into the production of podcasts, etc. Regarding voice, character stories, you are the best podcaster I've ever heard. Now. You hear Kevin Smith talk about Jay Muse and his cast. If I could just put my hand in your ass and just work you like a puppet, you and I could have the biggest podcast in the world. But unfortunately, you're like a uh, lightning in a bottle, you know, and there's nothing wrong. I wouldn't want you any other way, baby, because that's who you are. But not one for a consistent podcast partner, shall we say. (laughs) No, no, which is tragic because if you're looking at me and saying, Dave K, you're my JMU's. I don't even know what to say to that. Are you kidding me? I am humbled and flattered and and apparect, to be perfectly honest. I mean, Dude, that's amazing. You know, it's I, I I wish going back we could have done it more often, but hey, 
life happens and you know we weren't it's not like we were making money from the podcast you know my ultimate dream would have been uh dave the the, the podcast makes a hundred k a month now so do you want to just quit our jobs and split it or what should we do you know that was ideal then we could have just sat around literally with the bongs and the buckets and just recorded podcasts you know well the uh, thing that gets me is how far in front of the curve you were with this right i mean like you know you were podcasting before it blew up into what it is. Now, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, before, you know, Kevin and, and, and Jamie's, you know, started, uh, well, either of the podcasts, right. I mean, both of them are pretty yeah. good to us. watch. Yeah. We, we, you, you were the spirit. You were the point of the sphere. That's right. Unfortunately, that means nothing. You know, no. it gets you absolutely nowhere, um, you no. know, but uh, I hate every time some fucking random celebrity drops a random new podcast and gets a million downloads and you're like, fuck you. But, you know, yeah. that's life. That's life. Now, oh, so please. No, 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 no. I was going to ask you, what's your what, what is your uh, viewership sitting like these days? It's terrible. Let's be honest. A um, couple hundred a week. <laughs> I, I would say that's not bad for a uh Canadian living far from home. Uh, Matt Lee's gets creative. It gets better hits because that's an interview show. That's the grown up podcast that I do. Um, But it's all about guests. Like the first guest was Biff naked. Um, I I had the guy from Weedus. So more interesting than me calling, calling people cunts in different accents. You know, (laughs) I've got a funny story about Biff naked. All right. Uh, A million years ago. and, And I literally mean that this was a decade before I even met you. Uh, I was working at a uh, nightclub in uh, Waterloo there called uh, Phil's. You, of course, would remember it. I've probably thrown and, up uh, there. I think we all have at yeah. least one. <laughs> yeah, at least. Uh, and uh, Biff Naked was playing a show that night. And uh, I, I must have been working the day bar or something because I was there when her band showed up and started to load in and set up and stuff. And back then when we did bands there, it was pretty big production. So, I mean, it was, you know, it was a full back line and a proper front of house set up and everything, but we did it all on the fly for these bands. Anyway, I remember her band coming in and setting up and, uh, I think my girlfriend was sitting at the bar having a drink and, uh, Biff walked up and sat down. It was so cool. Like just what a, what a down to earth person to sit and talk to. And then the serious drinking started and imagine what I for me to say serious serious drinking so for the next three hours Biff just pounded him back and hit on my girlfriend nice. which I mean I, I kind of got a respect you that's know right. if that had gone a whole other way I would have just been happy you know that would have been fine too that's right yeah she was a gem when I spoke to her um you know crazy that you just this modern era you just reach out to people and, and annoy them on Instagram and via email and via Twitter and now and again people say yes and you're like cool um, so the first one for the next season is Fred fucking Penner. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. That guy, that's pretty funny. <laughs> right. What a fucking nice dude. And it was like, I was trying to be polite and respectful because you don't curse in front of Fred Penner. You can't curse in front of him. No, Fred. definitely not. So, but he was really nice as well. Uh, so that one's fun, but this one's, this side of the podcast is just us fucking around as it always was. Uh, mm-hmm. n- now and again though, I used to get a guest on like a, an actual, somebody like that people may want to seek out and then the problem was they'd look for that episode but they'd get the most recent episode of fuck you you cunt and i'm gonna fucking kill you and i'm really stoned and then they would be like fuck this podcast so i tried to make a separate feed for the big boy one and then keep this one because i can do whatever i want you know essentially nice yeah so but you weren't on very many like less than 10 right 
Yeah, yeah, certainly I got it. Yeah, I, I was out before number 10. We didn't even hit double digits with me. I remember the one where I talked shit to you and left you a voicemail uh, and said something about like, because uh, you, because uh, um, surprisingly, you hadn't turned up, Dave. Right? I know. Uh, I'm just saying, like, shocker. <laughs> we, we may have made it. We may, again, it's all a haze, but we may have made an arrangement at even a specific time via text message. But anyway, I may have then called you and kind of done the whole, like, you know what? Fuck you. You're fired. I don't need you, Dave K, and kind of hung up on you. And then I remember <laughs> during the recording of that episode, the door to my studio at the time just fucking flinging open, and Dave K's there. <laughs> I remember that. And I'm sure I hadn't seen in. you in four months, five months, <laughs> easily, right? And he's just like, what the fuck did you say to me? And I was like, uh, uh, uh. and then you were there for like two episodes. Because I think I just kept you in the room and just kept recording and just started splitting them up. And I was like, no, fuck you. You're not going anywhere. Get him some more beer. Keep him talking. Uh, but what a time. The, the fucking skiing story that you told is still one of my favorites where you landed in the tree. Yeah, um, yeah. Murders me. Uh, episode three all the way back then was... You, um, something about uh, Darth Vader helmet. Um, oh yeah, cleaning a VCR, cleaning vomiting vomit out of a VCR, and right into that VCR. <laughs> you fucking you live. We did some shit back then, my friend. Um, we did. We had some. <laughs> I forgot about. We had some interesting times, and I wouldn't fucking change it for the world. Um, the music scene here in the UK sucks a dick. I'm going to be honest with you, gentlemen. Now. As soon as I came back, I thought I should ride the, the buzz before I fall out of it right away and try to get gigs right away so I didn't become lazy and not ever do it. So right. I stumbled upon literally just doing it the old way, fucking taking CDs around to pubs and bars. And then finally some dude called me and he was like, um, you're not the right music for my bar, but give this lady a call. Tell her I sent you. So lo and behold, she's a booking agent for South Wales. And I'm like, all right, this might actually be okay then. So she starts booking me for gigs you know, once in a while where the pay, it's just me on my own, gentlemen, 150 pounds for two 45 minute sets. And I'm like, Four, oh. all right, I can do that shit. That's, that's, that's good money. You know, um, if you can do that twice, three times a week, I won't have to get a job. Right. Like, cause that's, that's good money. Like a day job. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh, enough. So I start doing the gigs and it's a 50, 50 split between people that are like, oh, he's actually playing a guitar. Thank fuck. Uh, and people that are not in the least interested unless you're singing One Direction over a karaoke version because the big scene here is guy in a suit, single mic, single speaker, karaoke versions of all the songs, and he does like a crooner night. Fly me to the moon. Hey, welcome to Cardiff, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let me say wow. And there was just that mixture, and you could tell the people that were into it we're really into it. Kind of like boathouse days of drunk motherfuckers just standing right in front of you being like, I love you, man. That was really fucking good. And you know, but a lot of people just, just wasn't, you know, and then you guys are not going to believe this knowing me as long as you have, but I may have lost my agent, AKA being fired for maybe giving attitude to a bar owner. I find that hard to believe. I know you do, my friend, but allow me to tell you the story and you tell me how you would have reacted, okay? And <laughs> I am nothing if I am not honest. I will always admit fault in every scenario as well as when I'm not at fucking fault, much like I think you're going to notice in this situation. <laughs> now, with this agent, every for every gig, I would get an email. Here's the, here's the address of the place. Here's the manager's name. You're to play two 45-minute sets starting at 9 o'clock. And taking a 20 minute break 
So we can all do math. That's pretty easy. I'm not very good at math, but start at nine o'clock is my thing. Got it. So, uh, I get to this bar and it is like packed. All the tables are full of like, you know, I, I think it's a rugby team and all their wives and everybody. And you can tell, you know, that vibe when you're like, this crowd's in for it. We're going to have a fucking great night. Like it's going to be fun. Yeah. And as much as I didn't enjoy it, I was doing things like sweet Caroline and you know, all those, I know you're probably shocked Dave K cause I used to hate doing those kinds of covers, but you know, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes I was a pretentious douchebag. I'm just saying, uh, so we're doing the, I'm ready for this gig. It's like eight, eight thirty because this is a rare occasion where I did two gigs in one night. I did a lesbian wedding at like six and then I was to do this thing at nine. So I get there at eight. I set up. The vibe is great. The, the crowd is literally like fucking buzzing. Um, I introduce myself to the owner. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm the musician, blah, blah, blah. Is there anything I need to know about tonight? Is there anything I need to know about tonight? No, man. Cool. So just standard practice. Yep. You guys got the part where I said, is there anything I need to know about tonight? Right. So yeah. I get up on the stage and I'm doing the good evening and we start playing. I, uh, I started with fucking morning glory cause I wanted to make sure the crowd was listening right away. Uh, and they're all into it. We do teenage Dirtbag, and they sang the girl part, like all these fucking big rugby men. Like it was that <laughs> kind of, it's that kind of evening. And I'm like, we're going to, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, suddenly the bar owner is kind of like off to my left and he's kind of wagging a finger at me. And I'm like, Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't have to wag a finger at somebody, sir. What is that? So he kind of comes over and I stop and I lean over and he says, what are you doing? And I love, I love, sir. I love a stupid question. (laughs) Here I am. I got two tickets to, I, what are you doing? Um, how many guesses do you want, man? What does it look like I'm doing? Well, uh, I don't want you to, I don't want you to play it. You're not supposed to start till 1030. I say, excuse me. You're not supposed to start till 1030. The contract says nine, man, and this place is bumping. So how about we just let the music go? No, I want you to start at 1030. So this is probably where the misstep starts on my part because I go on the mic and I say, hey, uh, hey guys, uh, this guy wants me to stop. Oh. Right? <laughs> so that's mistake number one, isn't it? You know. So now it's kind of like, boo. I turned this guy into the heel in his own bar. Uh, yeah. And I was like, listen, guys, he doesn't want the music to start till 1030, uh, till like 11, whatever. He's like, I said, how about I'll just keep playing and we'll play straight through. doesn't matter to me. I got lots of back material because you guys love really shitty songs. So I can do this all <laughs> night. Like, it's fine. It's all G, C, and D, baby. We got this. Um, so, no, no, he doesn't want that. He wants me to stop and start again at 1030. It's like 920. So, there's the buzz just... So I sit back. I'm just kind of like, ah. the people start to leave. They're all jumping in taxis now to go off to Cardiff. And I know they would have stayed if the music would have continued. So then at like 1020 or 1030, whatever the fuck time it was, I play to like eight people, three of which are my parents and my wife, you know? Um, and at the end of the night, it was definitely like a fuck you pay me kind of vibe. Um, and I, 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 I politely, Ding, if you remember that, said, hey, maybe next time, let me know, right? Like, when I say, is there anything I need to know about tonight? And you know the contract says nine. Maybe you should be like, oh, are you cool to hold off till 1030? I still would have said no, probably, but you could have asked. And then we wouldn't have had to have this moment where you finger-wagged me and I turned you into the bad guy. But 
lo and behold, I never heard from my agent again, gentlemen. So really, uh, never. And then, then I would get like, when I would talk to her, message her, I would get the sort of like, oh yeah, yeah. Not many gigs at the moment, but I'll let you know. Meanwhile, their Facebook page is like multiple gigs. And I'm like, so you probably remember I could be kind of moody too. So I decided it was better just to not do any fucking gigs because fuck that bullshit. <laughs> Uh, and I'll yeah. play in here when I can. I can still record. I just released a song on Spotify with Jay Welsh playing the lead and rhythm guitars. So nice. technology is there. Um, but fuck going out and doing gigs. I do them here and there when I feel like it, but I can't do the, the shaking hands and kissing babies bullshit anymore, ever. Not that I ever could. I remember you used to have to do the talking most yeah, of the time. Yeah, that was always best. That's yeah. why he's still in the band. Right? Because he, <laughs> he, he has to do the talking, yeah. That's right. Because I used to get at, you know. <laughs> Was it us that did the gig where it was a karaoke set after us? And then we were told yes. to stop and the crowd was going nuts. And I was like, the fuck do you mean stop, man? This crowd's going, we have to stop so that asshole over there can sing fucking whatever it is, uh, Survivor or something. Come on. And he, yep. you know, and I think that was one of the times where you basically told me to shut up, Dave K. You were just like, dude, <laughs> we just have to do what we're told. Just, just drop it. I'm like, yeah, but he's like, I know, just shut up and let's go. And I was like, ah. Oh. You know, no one likes to get to, no one likes to get asked out to be replaced by some uh, fucking hack, you know, know, yodeling over a karaoke machine. But right. uh, similar thing happened to us. Um, yeah, back in high school, same thing ago. happened to us. <sighs> yeah, but that was that was down somewhere. That was in a that was in a wicked sketchy bar. Yeah, down in, in the depths of Kitchener, and it was uh, now not uh, not not that uh, not that I mean anything by this, but uh, there was uh, the. What's the what's the most politically correct way of putting this? The uh, the demographic of that particular bar is genetically predisposed to karaoke, right? And uh, I think here so we would call those chavs or mo- <laughs> or, or momos. Well, I, I I was I was more uh, leaning towards the uh, the Far East persuasion okay. there as opposed to just general chavishness. Fine. I mean, now listen, not because it's Middle Eastern, but only because it reminds me. I have a story to tell you later. Please carry on. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that great. Like literally, we showed up and uh, played a few songs. Played a few songs, and then it was like, oh, they they want to sing. Let them sing." So we did. We <laughs> what? <sighs> yeah, we have to stop because you want karaoke. <sighs> and the worst part was, I, I would have been happy stopping. Like I could have just, I could have just, you know, hung it up and kept drinking. But uh, which we did many wanted- a night. Yeah. yeah, but he wanted us to sit there in an alert crouch and wait for a break in the karaoke program to fill in the blanks, right? Like, you know, <laughs> no, man, I'm not sitting here all night waiting for a 10-minute hole in it where you want me to squeeze in a tune. We're not no. going to be your radio. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Right? We were not his radio. Yeah. Nor did we get paid or ever booked there again. Right. Uh, but, those, those things happen to us all, also. Yeah, yeah. It's... You know, we'd have big love standing on a table in just leather chaps <laughs> playing the yeah. bass like this. And then a couple of weeks later, Dave K would say, you know, I'm not sure why we never heard from that bar owner again, because I thought it was a great <laughs> night, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I've been saying this a lot lately, but I wish I would have soaked it in a lot more when we were playing. Cause fuck, we had so much fun, dude. But like I tried to, t- I try, I took it so seriously, I think, and I'm open to admit that, but like, I wish we would, I, I would have, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Still some yeah. of the greatest times, but I think I wish I just would have let go and a lot. I'm not really cared so much if we did a tragically hip song or, you know, because we had so much fun, dude. Oh, um, you know, 
I had to learn the same lesson, and I, I think I probably went through the same sort of long, long, painful personal evolution that you did as far as that goes. You know, the same way, man. In a lot of ways, you know, it's it, it's I'm a, I'm a weird irony in that uh, I'm so anal and particular about, you know, the performance we put on, and yet I'm so passionately unwilling to practice. <laughs> right. So, so it, it really is a fine line there. And uh, and I, you know what? I wish I had I had taken it a lot less seriously as well. I mean, at the end of the day, man, you know, if you're not making a living from it and you're not trying to make a living from it, then by God, it should just be fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we did. We had so much fun. We um, always had fun. Yeah. I mean, some nights I thought we were going to die. Uh, that, that's true. Uh, either concerned. from like alcohol poisoning or somebody stabbing us at the circus room. Um, and casual circus group violence was always a possibility. Yeah, yeah. I still remember a gig I played with Jay Walsh. I'm not sure if you were there. You could have been again. It's all a haze, ladies and gentlemen. Although I still remember very clearly that you could only drink Budweiser beer because you have a weed allergy. Ah, uh, corn. corn. Corn allergy. Out. Well, that's close. I mean, come yeah, on. No, but I've, I've pounded through that and I'm back to drinking proper beer again, <laughs> which is nice. All right. Well, never have I it's drank. Like a decade of drinking American water. I've I've never had drank ever more in any any one session if it, than times that it was with you, um, ridiculous. Um, now that uh, that circus room gig you were talking about yeah. is that the one where we showed up to play and someone had stolen all the speaker cables? Uh, I remember that one. I don't know which one. Oh, not, that's but, a different one. Yeah, yeah. This was the one. Jay Walsh was on guitar, uh, and we were doing Johnny Be Good or something because when you have Jay Walsh, you go. Do for just as I am good because I can just kind of go because when you got Jay Walsh, no one's really listening to the vocals. Uh, no, same reason why later on when I was playing with those guys, I used to just to turn my guitar volume off and just strum it because Jay was <laughs> nice. doing so much that like he knows where the one is. He doesn't need me to hit that C once in a while on time because like you, Dave, uh, incredibly passionate, but so against practicing. So yeah. <laughs> I was always, you know, even I was always admittedly a competent guitar player, a passable. I would call it a singer songwriter who needed an outlet. So I played the guitar, but I was never a guitar player. You know, um, you know, I could strum a couple chords, but you know, it wasn't great. And it's worse now than it ever was, you know. Um, but, you know, fuck that shit. I don't remember where I was going with that. The, the circus room gig. So Jay Walsh is behind me. I'm looking out to the crowd who um, we're all jamming along. And then all of a sudden the guitar just kind of stops and kind of turns into the, the crammy sort of uh, back to the future two riff when Marty's trying to play. And I look behind me and Jay Walsh has his guitar here and his arm around the dude's throat. And he's just shaking the dude and just chucks the dude to the floor and then goes right back and and I was just like, that was one of the moments where if it was, what's that show? Wonder years, the narrator would have yep. gone. I never would forget Jay Walsh after that moment, standing there <laughs> holding that man by the throat and dropping right back into the key of C. But like that place on, I remember the, the, the one, do you remember the one dude that was right out of Godfather who became the bartender all of a sudden young dude, like a Steve Gutenberg looking dude. Do you remember him? Yeah. And all, out of nowhere, you're like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I work here now. But he was very like, you want some French fries? Hey, hey, you guys want some more beers over there? Um, I was very scared of that place. But they let me play music all the time, and they didn't care if I smoked weed on the balcony. So it was okay with me. Yeah, they were pretty good. I got a lot of, I got a lot of good memories of, of that place. I remember back, uh, 
I used to, we used to just sit up, ironically, on the stairwell because there was a side window halfway up that stairwell yeah. that you could actually watch the, the hooker corner across the road. That's right. And yeah. every now and then you'd get really lucky and the cops would be running a sting operation. Nice. And you could literally just sit there and drink beer. And every 15 minutes, like clockwork, uh, an undercover cop would show up pretending to be a hooker. Some guy would show up in a car, and then these cruisers would swoop in. They would drag <laughs> him out of the car. They would park the car in the parking lot out back and put the put the cop back out there again. And, I mean, you could watch them bust a dozen guys over the course of a jug of beer. And speaking of throwing up, I've thrown up out that window, too. Because <laughs> sometimes I wasn't going to make it all the way down, and I was like, fuck it. Uh, you know, yeah. I can remember another night. I think you were on stage with me, Dave K. With uh, there was some gentlemen in suits uh, sitting at the back table of the boathouse. You know those kinds of suits. Everybody, we're not generalizing, but you know they probably put their hand up like this when they spoke. You know, but um, yeah, I, I always remember them because they had a pitcher of beer with ba- Ziploc bags of ice in the pitcher. And I remember yeah. we were playing something. We were, let's be honest, we were. Sometimes we were, we played probably Sweet Home Alabama. That's probably what we were playing. Uh, he comes up to me. I remember one of the dudes comes up to me mid-song, whispers in my ear. He wants you. Sh- he wants you should play something else. He doesn't like this fast stuff. Was that? Were you with me for that night? Because that's one of those I moments where I. So. I think I missed that one. And I just remember being like, "Well, what the fuck does that mean?" Because usually I'd be like, "Oh, really? Well, fuck you." But I do remember us being totally thrown off and kind of going acoustic and being like, "I'm scared," and I don't know who it was, but he wanted us to play something else. No problem. Yeah, what, something else. It is. Whatever you say, sir. I also I now this one I remember. Do you remember telling me not to cover the song uh, "Taking Care of Business" with Alistair? Do you remember warning me and being like, I love you, man? Because here, here's a history story. <laughs> Talking about you being there for my musical development, you know, and that's not me being dramatic. That's true, man. Like the boathouse was my beginning musically, really, because other than playing in my basement and you were a big part of that. And I remember you were the, one of the only people that could say things to me like, uh, maybe try a different song. And I wouldn't be um, like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Jerk. Right. Cause I was sensitive. <laughs> like we said, um, but I remember you being like, you heard us rehearsing, maybe taking care of business, and you were just kind of like, eh, you know, in your way, you were just kind of like, you got your heart set on that one there, do you, or something, you know? And I thought, <laughs> whatever. So either way, we did it because I was Matt fucking Lee's bitches, uh, and I remember the the band sounded great, but the vocals were bad. Yeah, and I remember looking at you at the bar like this. Just shaking your head at me. And I was like, oh, man. Uh, it wasn't good, you know. But those, yeah. you need those moments to try to, you know, teach you to fucking calm down once in a while. And yeah. know your role, as The Rock would say. Um, fucking right. But I fucking loved that bar. Uh, we all remember Hostile Chef. Um, yeah, we do. Uh, he did not like me, sir. He didn't. He didn't. Oh, I mean, you, you, you did every day. <laughs> stick it in his face by singing that song at him yeah but in fairness to me Dave I didn't know he knew his nickname was hostile did I no, so no. I definitely but thought it, it was behind his back if that makes it any better well you did sing it every week in the same bar that he worked in for six months yeah yeah that's right <laughs> eventually and it's not like he even just snuck it in there and was like no. he would always you know preamble it with a you know, there's this guy who <laughs> really, really shouts <laughs> oh, on Fuck. <laughs> I had some fucking balls on me, boys. Oh, you sure did. 
God bless you. Oh, and I'm glad to see that uh, that while the the patina of age has uh, has has mellowed you a little, you've still got that Matt Lee's fire in your belly. Yeah, and and, I, and and in your beard. Yeah, and I have less of a less of a less of a fuse these days. So I'm more shouty now. I try not to be, but I don't think that counts for anything because I still shout at people, especially at work, because people infuriate me. Um, and people are idiots. That, yeah, they say yeah, they say and do stupid things, and I can't always be like, okay. Sometimes I have to just kind of call them out on it, you know. And it doesn't always come out pretty, but I just can't nope. fucking resist it because I think it's gonna do me more harm if I don't say it than it is to have you listen to it, you stupid motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, we, if I say this to you, for sure I benefit. Yeah. And there's a there's a there's a you know a flip of the coin that you might as well. That's right. So you know what? Let's just let's just hit it and go. Yeah. Now we used to call you Dave Rage K. Yeah. But I only ever saw you get angry like a couple of times. Like there were times where you like switched it on into like, all right, listen here. Where I think you're probably at a five, right? I recognize yeah. the five, Dave, where you're like, all right, that's I've had enough of this guy, or I've had enough of this crowd, whatever it was. But only a couple times I saw you at like a nine. And I remember one of them was you removing a, a much larger gentleman than yourself from the boathouse um, and just kind of escorting him politely outside. Uh, I'm sure that probably happened for you many times, but I only caught it once and it was beautiful. Yeah. Well, people don't expect that, right? No. Like, you know, as a general rule. Oh, you're not a big guy. No. And I keep my hate on the inside. Yeah. Right. Like I keep it crammed into a tight yeah. Ball, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Know, which is very healthy. It's very healthy. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think so. And uh, so yeah, there were there were times where it, it would occasionally come out. I mean, for the most part, I I, I, I adapted the uh, the coping mechanism of learning to turn the rage just into a nice blanket of contempt. <laughs> you know, I don't need to actually punish you. I'm just going to stand here and be fucking disappointed in humanity on the whole and you specifically yeah and you I, know and, and yeah. that that really takes the edge off a lot of that other stuff i mean most of the yeah most of the, the stuff but every now and then man you know just it sticks in your craw and sometimes you just gotta yell at people about shit yeah you know all these years i've looked for somebody to blame for my bad temper and everything and i think i'm gonna point it at you man because i think my memory is i was a teddy bear until yeah. i hung out with you I a did. lot and then i became even <laughs> yeah, more and more fiery and more and more angry <laughs> But I think it's something that was always in me. You just helped me unleash the beast. I was like, all right, I get it now. This is what I'm supposed yeah. to be. Hey, man, fuck you. Yeah, I was definitely a questionable choice for your formidable or your formative years there. You yeah, know? but like, I wouldn't have it any no other fun. way. I wouldn't either. Oh, fuck. It was terrible. Oh. We did some damage. We, we, I've also, by the way, in the background, just faded up that really annoying music that I used to play on a loop on our old episodes. Which oh, you probably nice. have no idea I have, because I will bet my right nut, and I got the one left that you've never, you never went back and listened to an episode. Oh, I did, although mostly only ones that uh, that I, either I was in, or I had caught a little bit of Joe mentioning something on Facebook about you shit talking me again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless it involved you shit talking me, I generally didn't go back to it. Well, but, uh, it, it was a game we still but, play today on the show called Let's See Who's Listening. So every now and again, I'd be like, Dave K, fuck you, buddy. And then once yep. in a while, Joe would be like, I'm telling Dave. And I'd be like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, and then as you always used to say, keep your head on a swivel. Because once in a while, you legit used to just turn the fuck up. You know? Yeah. Heard you I be talking some shit. <laughs> you <laughs> you yeah. I also, 
I also remember you stopped outside to consider busting in naked, which I'm glad you didn't because my studio wasn't the first door you opened, if you'll remember. <laughs> I do remember that. Wasn't that your girlfriend's parents' house? Uh, I think this was the, the, the apartment at the time. But essentially oh, that was where okay. she was sleeping at the time and you almost oh, busted naked and right. ran in. Uh, right, yeah. And so, you had to go through there to get there. <laughs> uh, you know, so good times, man. That little room saw some shit, you know. Um, mm. But I don't. after you were left, we, uh, quite a few different co-hosts, the Reverend Davies, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, God, we did, we caused some shit too, you know, with AK as well, um, who to this day, I'm going to be honest, I think still has a little bit of resentment towards me about what Legend of My Spare Time did to him um, because it's just not the same relationship anymore. You know, he blocked me at one point. He deleted me. Um I asked him as He's like got a lot of issues. Well, but I asked him like sort of as like a reunion. I was like, "Oh, dude, come back on the show and talk to me. You know, just me and you. Let's just catch up." Uh, he didn't want to be associated with it, and I was like, uh. "And then in the message after like eight years, he included in the message. By the way, I don't have herpes." And I was like, "I know it was just a joke, fucking ten years ago." But anyway, you know, <laughs> you know, when you hit that close to the mark, though, sometimes it uh, it can be a little touchy. Yeah, I fucking right? I had a nerve there, didn't I? Shit. You really did. Now, <laughs> what was the open stage that was kind of by in, in downtown Kitchener there by the bike shop? And you had to go down some stairs. It might have been called the cellar. Oh, God. What was that place? Yeah, that was the, uh, yeah, they called it something like that. I mean, it was ba- it was boomers back in the day when right. I I worked there. And then after that, yeah, it became the cellar, the, the basement, something so, like that. So do you remember the evening where I won't name the gentleman? But a local mm-hmm. musician had slept with the owner of said bar, uh, and he had done it the night before on the pool table of said bar. I then heard somebody, <laughs> I then, so again, it's the owner of the bar. I then hear yeah. someone refer to him as the pool table. <laughs> so during my set on the mic, I said to the entire crowd, this one goes out to first name, the pool table, second name. And I remember his face going fucking white. And I think that was another time where I almost died. <laughs> Somebody should have explained to me to shut my mouth. I needed a Dave K there to be like, not a good idea. Shut your face. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Don't talk about it. So I was not going to carry. Oh, it was still, there was many a time though, where I said very stupid things. And that's just, that's just going to happen to all of us. I think, especially when you're getting as much booze as Dave K will give you. That's true. That's true. I mean, I, re- I remember one show at the boathouse. I don't think you were with us, but it was me and Kev and, and a couple other people. I don't even know who, but uh, I remember it was, it was pretty close to what well, was standing room only. I mean, there weren't a ton of seats, but uh, it was it was full, and uh, someone kept someone kept yelling for Freebird in the audience as oh. they do, and in an attempt to shut them up, I had said. Uh, we will only take requests if accompanied by a round of Jaeger for the band. Uh, I, is, does Jaeger exist over there in oh, your world? Oh, yes, it does. Okay, good. So everyone knows wh- exactly what kind of path to, to, to sadness and despair can lead from there. So sure enough, Smartass sends up a round of Jaegers for the band. Well, now I've been called. Can we actually play Freebird? Probably not. <laughs> no, but that never stopped us before, Dave K. That never, exactly. <laughs> so in, in the spirit of the good old days, we took a run at it and played it. But what we had done at that point was opened the floodgates uh-huh. and people started yelling for other music and sending shots to the band. By the end of the third set, we still had a couple of dozen shots of Jaeger lined up along the ledge at the front of the boathouse stage there. Uh-huh. And like literally none of us could drink anymore. I started just giving it away to the crowd. 
because we yeah. just couldn't drink anymore. I don't remember how that show ended. I don't remember what we played. <laughs> Who knows? I can remember also sure. drinking that place out of Southern Comfort many a night. Oh, many a night. <sighs> I still do. I can't drink Southern Comfort anymore, boys. <laughs> no, no. Every now and then a Dixie Chicken shows up in my life, and all I can think of is Kevin Doyle oh. and uh, and and just crazy, crazy shenanigans. That's the only word for it. There was, yeah. We all, we're lucky that we all came out of it, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, all of us there. Oh, man, those were the good old days. Hey, now, listen, let me, uh, speaking of, we touched on uh, our friend uh, Joe Gross there for yeah. a minute. Can we talk about him? Of course we can. Uncle Joey, as we call him these days. Is he Uncle Joe now? No, he, he's the podcast uncle, right? You know, he's the uncle to all uh, the listeners. That's right. He's always there. That's right. Listen, this one's going out to you, Mr. Joe. Are you ready for this? I appreciate your love and support. I love the fact that from day one, you have been there for Matt Lee's. That's right. I'm, and I'll be honest with you, if it wasn't for Facebook telling me that it's been a decade. Right. <laughs> Since the since the since that initial uh, Legend in My Spare Time podcast, man, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't have been incentivized to be sitting here today. But I gotta say, you know, now that I've figured out how to work Skype and you know, set up a microphone, well, yeah, maybe it's possible to do it again. I won't spoil anybody. You know, I don't wanna I don't wanna make anybody get all uh, overclamped there about this. But uh, it's nice to be back. And the reason that I'm sitting here today is a combination of my love for Matt Lee's and my abiding respect for Uncle Joe. Uncle Joey's the man. Because of this podcast, I've met him in person. Uh, I've seen both his daughters be born and grow up, and I've you know got to know them through WhatsApp messages and things. They call me Uncle Maddie, like you know as they should. Um, yeah. And you know, in a big circle kind of thing. So uh, I, I, when the gigs here dried up, I totally fell out of love with music because, as you'll both probably know, it was fucking borderline anyway that I enjoyed the actual, the actual job of being a musician. Right. I like it a lot more now because I can upload to Spotify and just fucking get stoned to watch TV and be like, yo, I got 106 more listens and I make point zero zero one of a penny. Whoop, whoop. Um, yeah. But, you know, not to be overly dramatic, but when I was ill, I had a deep regret that I hadn't released any music because I was like, fuck, if I don't come through this stuff, I never released anything. And it'll just be people like, remember that dude that, you know, he had a couple of cool songs. So I kind of made a deal with myself to make sure that I released music recorded music not with the point of like this is going to get millions of hits i'm going to quit my job and go on a world tour just because no one can then turn around and tell me i didn't do it and i didn't put songs up so you can go to spotify put in matt lee's band and there are fucking songs there god damn it and there are more coming uh, oh, i'd love to hear that but the the nice part about it is i have no desire to do it uh i no interest if i ever actually played music again we did a, i did one gig where i played and i thought eh Whatever. But then I get a video from Joe's little girl, Jocelyn, the first legend baby. Uh, and she was listening to the one of the old CDs of Lois Lane. Uh, and she was talking directly to the camera. And of course, she's a little adorable girl. And she says, Uncle Maddie, I sure wish you'd make some more music. I really like your songs. <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right. So then that kind of that genuinely kind of sparked it for me. And then if you remember Mr. Paul Goosens, the drummer, the English gentleman, uh, I do. I randomly then get a message from him saying, "Oh, I'm kind of hungry to make some music again. The technology's really changed. Let's see if we can do something." Uh, so I said, "Let's do a fucking blues shuffle in E because that seems pretty straightforward." And I always wanted to record some blues, but then using like GarageBand and other software. We find musicians all around the world. The bass was played in England, harmonica in England, keyboards were played in Spain. All those dudes just kind of dropbox me their files. 
I throw them oh, into nice. a, I throw them into GarageBand. I can mix them all right here in my underwear while doing buckets without having to interact with the public, which again, as you both know, is fucking perfect. Cause I'm like, yeah. I don't have to listen to somebody going, maybe the guitar needs to be a bit quieter there because you know, just, just, just let me deal with the shit. But then by the end of it, I can master it all, upload it all. And there it is. And none of us were even in the same room together. So that's a really cool experience. And I have songs yeah. from that I recorded with Jay Walsh and Wayne Bond right before I left that I never got to release, which we're hopefully now finishing up as well. Uh, but nice. Wayne Bond has got a bit of Dave K about him, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yes, he does. He's kind of like a shooting star, you know what I mean? So once in a while, you got to be like, and, and it's weird because I'm at the point now where I was like, Wayne, I'll just pay you, man. Like, I know you're a fucking engineer. Just give me the fee. Mix the songs and send them to me. It's fine. Let's just, let's finally, I appreciate it, but let's make this about the money and just let me pay you and let's get this over with because he's got, he's got a, an amazing version of Hostile, but it's not quite finished and I can't release it in the state it's in, but he's got the actual masters, right? Oh, but, fuck. But when he's not charging me, how many times can I be like, motherfucker, can I have my files yet or what? Like, he's a busy dude, right? He's not making anything out of this. So there's yeah. that fine line between like, you know, because there's a gentleman here who's doing some guitar for me, um, who, by the way, is in a band called the Chicago Blues Brothers. It's a, it's a okay. I don't like using tribute act because they deserve better than that. But my wife gets me tickets to this thing. I adore the blues. I adore the Blues Brothers, and I see on the ticket Blues Brothers, Chicago Blues Brothers, something something tribute, and I think, fucking Blues Brothers. Tri- I, if this is a bunch of dudes with a karaoke machine, I'm going the fuck home right yeah as you should but then you get there and it's a full-on live band setup with brass section saxophone trumpets guitar and they come out and start playing and they are fucking dope like they were rad uh and then they come out they and it's this thing where it is a blues brothers tribute but they also throw in other motown hits and but the the band are fucking tight and they are phenomenal so watching them was another thing that like rekindled the passion for me because i was like now those guys are having fun that's what it's supposed to be um so then you know being the i guess i'm still a little ballsy these days i end up by kind of as you do becoming buddies with the guys in the band because you kind of strong arm your way in and be like that was really cool uh and i get them on the podcast because that's the way you know you want to get to know somebody much like i did to you dave k i'm gonna get this guy in front of a microphone um, but I become, you know, close with both the singer and the guitar player. And when I start recording on GarageBand, I figure if you don't ask, you don't get. So I message the guitar player and I'm like, Hey man, I don't know if you have the ability to record, but how'd you like to collaborate on a song? And then, you know, when you send something and then you're like, Oh fuck. And you look at the screen and you're like, Oh shit. He read it. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. You don't want to look at your phone. And he kind of comes back so gracious. And he's like, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. You know, now I was expecting like, I'd love to dude, but there's just no way I could get it done. Whatever. Right. You know, Yeah. but he did it. He came through with it. Uh, we recorded a studio version of I left Mary, uh, which I oh, don't, wow. which I'm sure you remember. Uh, I did, and yeah. he played the fuck out of that guitar on that tune. Like it was just amazing. What I like most about it is, as I said, I'm not a guitar player. So I play them a demo with me playing the acoustic. And as they send me all their bits, I just start deleting shit and taking out the stuff that I played and it just becomes a full version. But on this one, I've played some keyboards and some organs on it. Um, but it's, I can send you a link your way so you guys can listen to it after we're done here. Uh, it hasn't been mastered yet, so it's not done, done, but with what he did with it, I was like, holy shit. Like that's, you know, and again, you can just mix it on the iPad and upload it when it's ready. And these are all songs I never actually got done because it's just, that's one of those things, isn't it? Especially when there's booze and weed involved. That does slow shit down. Cause you're a I big, can... I was always like one day I'm going to record these songs. 
I've been meaning to record a cover of Lois Lane for a decade now. Honestly. You, you have been pushing us playing something like that. I, I've even been pushing the bands to play it as a cover. It, All right, you know, well, do set. me a favor. Take 20 Canadian dollars, stick them yeah. in an envelope, uh, yeah. care of <laughs> Matt Lee's South Wales. You know, but if you're going to cover it, I got to pick something up with you then. Um, the bill only co- worth about uh, 12 pounds. Well, uh, thank you. I'm pre- And by the way, before I forget, I'm in Canada in like two weeks, by the way, gentlemen. No shit. Where are you going to be? Uh, uh, my, my, my in-law's place. But now it's for a wedding of the sister-in-law. However... The Sunday evening, I know there could be many open mics and things. I've cleared it with the wifey to have the Sunday evening to meet some drunken music friends. So, you know, I know these things are hard to do short notice, and I know that especially you, Dave, you are a fucking shooting star. But the date would be June the 9th is a Sunday. That's So I'm here from Wednesday, June the 5th to Wednesday, June the 12th. But obviously the main problem with that is, and rightfully so, because we live here and her family's all there. Most of this is her family time for the wedding, which is totally cool. But we do have that Sunday evening, um, perhaps even the Monday evening we could do something. Uh, if you find an open mic and we can go play some guitars, uh, not to be sappy, but it would re- mean the world to me to go out and play some music with you for, for some fun. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we- um, so I'll keep harassing you and I'll get Joe to harass you about it because that works better, apparently. If I get Joe on your case, shit starts to happen. Because I remember telling him, I was like, dude, I remember like six months ago, he said Sunday at noon. Uh, and that was six months. Um, and he was like, I'll talk to him, dog. Don't worry. I'll message him. I'll make it happen. And then all of a sudden, Dave K's like, Mr. Lee's. And I was like, God damn, Joe. Um, but anyway, back to back to Lois Lane, right? So the fucking Bill Cosby, no, no more, sir. You can't talk about Bill Cosby anymore. I was wondering what you were going to say about that. Because, well, I mean, that did become a bit of an awkward sitch. So Bill Cosby's gone, and now we're talking about Sesame Street and Kermit, or, and the Muppet Show, sorry, Kermit and the Muppet Show. So instead of I don't know about you, I wanted to grow up on the Cosby Show, it's I always wanted to hang out on the Muppet Show, writing songs with Kermit about wow. R-A-I-N bows. <laughs> right. Hey, very clever, buddy. That's- it's 2019, and we cannot be singing about rapists, right, no matter how funny they are. I know, I know. In fact, one of the uh, one of my 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 greatest tragedies is uh, I really just as I had locked down a solid acoustic performance of Remix to Ignition. Uh, <laughs> now now I can't play an R. Kelly song. You can't play Ryan Adams anymore. Nope. He got me tooed as well. So yeah, um, it's it's everywhere, man. Yeah. But yeah, keep that Sunday, the June the ninth, or the Monday the tenth in your in your minds, gentlemen, because. You know, there we, we could maybe we could show up at an open mic. Todd Donald sent me some info about some places. Ra- is Rhapsody the name of a place? Yeah. Is that Absolutely. on a Sunday open? A, I mean, yeah, it, I think it's a Sunday afternoon though. We'll figure we'll figure something out though. There maybe some yeah, beers think, and some acoustics would be lovely. Yeah, we can definitely we can definitely work something out for a Sunday night. No yeah, about sounds like fun. But yeah, other than that, it's going to be you know we're doing Blue Jays games. I'm going to go to the weed store. You know how it is. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, you, uh, you, you touched on right at the beginning of this uh, yeah. little shindiggy today that uh, things with the uh, the wacky tobacco aren't so good over there. It's very hard to get. I mean, now, after these yeah. many years, I'm settled. But, you know, when you first get here, because obviously it's not it's not decriminalized here. Okay. No. So, again, uh, where's my echo? We're about to discuss oregano. The herb oregano. 
So everything here is alleged, okay? But allegedly, you come back here and you can't just be asking people, because it's not Canada, where you can walk up to a bartender and go, hey man, can I have a bucket of water, a two-liter bottle, a lighter, and some scissors? Yo, and some tinfoil if you got it. You have to be careful, right? So I kind of had to become Scooby-Doo and just wait till I kind of smelled it on someone, right? And be like, but the problem here is they don't smoke it clean, as we would say, or normally. They put tobacco in it, right? So it's like... Why would you go and do that to some beautiful weed? Anyway, um, oh, yeah. very hard to find. So eventually I was working. I, my first job was like in a phone store, right? And because I had the accent, people were like, oh, he's funny. I'm going to buy shit off him. So whatever. It was a horrendous job, but you know, you do what you got to do. I remember finally yeah. finding somebody that would sell me a 10 bag. <laughs> I had to walk like 20 minutes to meet some fucking dude who actually – ironically enough is still a friend to this day because you know how i used to make friends with drug dealers too right because you got to people yeah. got to keep people on the good side the right kind of people but i meet him he sell he gives me a 10 bag ding a 10 bag um and i'm thinking this is not this is not going to go over well uh this is not going to support the habit this is not going to do anything for us uh, but for years i'm stuck buying Literally, the most you can find is a guy who may sell you a couple of 20 bags. Uh, so you're 40 pounds, you're spending 40 pounds, which works out maybe like $75 for a half quarter, maybe, because they're not 20 bags proper, right? And you know they're not wow. the right size, but you're, what are you going to do? He's the only guy that's that you've met. So you're going to be like, yo, this isn't, this is, damn, you know? Um, <laughs> like, well, but what are you going to do? So finally, these days, I have a wonderful young man uh, who is an absolute godsend uh, and finally, allegedly, allows me to purchase slightly bigger quantities. Well, that's nice. Saving some money, both for him and for I, because I got to the point where I was annoying him by seeing him two, three times a week. So he went ahead and cut me a friend discount so he could stop meeting up with me so many times in the week. And I was like, this is perfect for both of us. Have Sorry, I, I just lost you there for a second. Yeah, well, <laughs> essentially, he got tired of meeting me three times a week, so now he gives me a bigger discount. Awesome. That's so, what you got to do. But, yeah, it's not like you guys where you can just walk into the store. Well, that's that's not worked out as well as you would have hoped. No, I heard, I heard things yeah. about uh, uh, and bad quality and, and, and um, mold and things. So tell yeah, me, yeah. how has it changed from, from... Don't actually have a store here. No, no, that's the whole, that's another part of it too, right? As, in, as much as it has been, you know, legalized and they, now the, the framework is in place for these things, uh, in a lot of cases, the, the cities and towns and, and uh, municipalities are really dragging their feet. On well, there is a big difference between legalized and decriminalized. Of course, which was decriminalized when I was there, or at least I fucking assumed yeah. so, and I wasn't going to have anyone tell me any different. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I mean, hell, it's, it's Canada, man. It's, uh, we've, we've been de- decriminalized since the 60s <clears throat> for all intents and purposes. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, you can order it uh, mail order now fairly conveniently at uh, what can be described as a pretty reasonable price right um you know but uh i mean the only honestly as someone who uh routinely enjoys uh some spices with my meals right of course uh nothing like chicken uh, with oregano sir exactly exactly you know you're stuffing a bird you get it right that's right uh (laughs) but i mean for me nothing is like nothing has changed i still uh you know i still i still get it the same way i still get the same stuff i mean i've you know uh 
if you you know once you've kind of established uh, a good relationship you know with uh, with you know some friends down at the spice market right uh you know it's uh you know it's not like it's any cheaper to go through the government it's not like it's any more expensive you just you know at the end of the day now what all it's really done is everybody's turned into a real douche about it like all of these you know beard having vest wearing sleeve tattoo hipster fuckwads you know like you know now it's not like someone, you know, you know, hey, you know, can I, you know, borrow some weed? Now people want to talk to you about, oh, listen, man, I've got this uh, purple Kush crossed with the the, the Zensimia from and, 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 and you know, it's it's sixteen tenths CBD and it also has this sativa component to it. And it, it, it's it's like they're you know, <laughs> weed's gone hipster. That's what you're telling it me. Has. Weed's gone hipster. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, if you know, all you can do is just go full on old school. I figure in like gigantic rocks of black ash. I don't want to hear about your science project. I just want to buy some weed. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, what? Yeah. I'm here to get high, not to listen to you, whatever the fuck you have to say. I had a very easy checklist. Smells good. Count looks right. Let's party. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. you know, that's as far as I needed to go with it, you know, and <laughs> yeah. allegedly there was a bartender at the boathouse with the initials DK who for a while was, you know, allegedly my guy, you know, um, uh, you know. I, although I think, I think you were just the only friend I knew that bought big enough quantities that you could just kind of let me have some, I think was the correct <laughs> way to go about it. Cause again, back then I was more like a 20 bag guy. And then I was like, you know, yeah. it'd be cheaper if I could just fucking buy a you know, have a little more of it, you know? And then, uh, I think there were even gigs where I was like, don't pay me. Just give me some of that grain. Allegedly oregano. Yeah. Cause I really fucking liked oregano. We'll work yeah, for well, oregano. <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, that was a working system, you know I mean? At the end of the day, and that was it exactly right. I mean, I was lucky enough to, you know, have a steady, uh, a steady supply. So, you know, it's, I believe that everybody should always have all of the weed and all of the coffee that they could possibly want. Those oh, yeah. are the two things that keep people happy, yep. engaged, yep. and stable. And stable. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember many, many memories of Dave K, eyes half shut, kind of maybe trembling a bit, like kind of shaky, holding two cups of black coffee, looking at me going, <laughs> going, you fucking, you have to fucking drink this. We have to we have to drink this. I'll make some more. I'll make some more. Uh yeah. plowing black coffee down our throats. Um because probably the gig hadn't started yet. You know? Yeah, we need to we need to get there. I could I, I could remember when you lived in the kind of top level apartment, uh and then we made the mistake of we would kind of like uh, have some oregano pre-gig at that place and there'd be beers oh, involved. And I used to make you do a couple of buckets. And now we, you weren't big. I remember you weren't big for the buckets all the time uh, no. because you, what I respected about you was you liked your buzz a certain way, much like I do. Um, and, of course, my buzz at the time was just getting absolutely bricked um, yeah. because that's just kind of like how I liked it, right? Um God damn, there were some times. And, you know, the other slight regret of that is there are sure there are many memories that are just gone from me because good Lord, good Lord, you broke me in like a fucking John with a prostitute. My friend, here's how you drink. Here's how you smoke weed. Here's how you rock a crowd. Here's how you hypothetically and sometimes actually wave your dick at a crowd, you know, um, Yeah, I actually got naked in a rehearsal the other day. Yeah, it's it's weird because you come to the UK and it's no strange thing for buddies to show each other their dicks. 
And I remember being shocked by it. And I was like, I'm asking groups of friends going, so you've seen everybody's. And they're like, yeah. And he'll be like, oh, well, Dave, Dave's is longer, but, but Scotty's is fatter. Right. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, Dave shaved and, and Scotty isn't, and it's not, they're like, it's like, we're talking about tattoos. Right. And at first I was like, this is weird. And they're like, you haven't seen your friend's dicks. And I was like, I have not seen one single one of my friend's dicks. At- oh, Dave K. <laughs> there it is. Oh, oh and, and big love. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I haven't seen yours, sir. I, I don't believe so. All right. Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> You're uh, definitely, I uh, definitely rev AK because I remember a night where we were all standing at a circle talking in a car park, uh, and he decided to take a piss, but he forgot to turn around, so he just whipped yeah. his dick out <laughs> and just pissed into the middle of the circle. And I'm sure it was probably Dave K going, uh, "Hey man, hey man, you want to, uh, you want a 360 that or whatever it would have been, uh, and, and some yeah, unbelievable nights. Good lord, we, yeah, just." Unbelievable. I'm so glad you're healthy and well. Both of you seem well. And, uh, you know, it's crazy how the world just kind of throws shit at you, you know? And once in a while, all of a sudden, you know, there was a time where I randomly dialed a Skype number and was talking to the lead singer of Wheatus. Uh, but then a couple of weeks later, I'm randomly talking to you guys. Um, very strange, you know, for, for storyline's sake, we probably should have killed your character off, Dave. Right. Yeah, probably. But I mean, you know, at the end of the day, there's one thing that the Game of Thrones has taught us. Uh, the last season is going to be bullshit? Yeah, exactly. I'm going <laughs> to waste the next eight hours of your life. Fuck this shit. We're writing the next Star Wars trilogy. We're out. Although I must be honest because my wife will call me out on it. I didn't hate it that much, but I wasn't that emotionally invested. We talked about me, me kind of being a buttercup. It's a little too violent for me, a little too gritty, a little too icky. You know what I mean? So not from not from Addy Boy here. You know, give me some cartoons and we're gonna be getting along much better. You know, I still yeah, get stoned, I, eat cereal, and watch cartoons. That hasn't changed. No, nor should it. No, no, nor should it. Um, but it, good lord. So what else listen, there has to be more that's changed. What what about what about from the the second when I was finally gone? Because I don't remember seeing you and saying goodbye. Uh, you may have nope. been at the boathouse the last night, but you may not have been. And again, it's not a drama story anymore because it turned out for the best, but essentially turfed out by the girlfriend. Uh, nowhere to kind of stay because you have a lot of musician buddies, but not a lot of friends. And I, I mean that in the best possible way. And I'm sure you know what I mean by that. Like, you know exactly what you mean. there's a difference between like, I'm going to drink with that guy for three days. Uh, and then I may not see him for two months, but fuck me. Do I love that dude? You know, and next yeah. time I see him, I'm going to hug him. I might kiss him on the cheek. Um, but we're not going to kind of hang out four days a week or anything, you know, but so mm-hmm. that was the case for me. And I ended up checking into a, a hotel at the time and kind of just, I stayed a little while in Iowa seeing Joey and seeing some buddies there. And then I just kind of moved back to the UK. Um, I should have started a rumor that I died is what I should have done. That would have been better. Yeah. And just let it kind of yeah, like, yo, did you hear Matt Lee's died? Oh shit. You know, but essentially I just vaminosed, which I think is fun too. Isn't it just to kind of like one day you're just like, poof. I, I gotta say, there's been many nights where I've pulled the Kaiser Soze out of the bar, but uh, <laughs> I've, 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 you, 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 you just vanished from the whole country, which was amazing. Hey, yeah. everybody, look over there. Yeah. And next thing you know, <laughs> I did the, the the Bilbo Baggins when he yeah, said goodbye, yeah. my friends. 
Zoop. And then, uh, yeah, which was kind of fun, you know? Um, but you know, I, again, you look back and you go, I wish I would have done, it would have been nice to round everybody up and say goodbye. But again, shooting star, sir, like odds, it was 50, oh, yeah. 50 at best that I was going to even find you anywhere, you know? Oh uh, yeah. That would have been, it would have been probably impressive if you had it. Like, exactly. So there you go. But, uh, I, I will never forget those times. I really hope we get to see each other next month. Uh, and kind of have, even if a gig can't happen or an open stage can't happen, which there's no reason it can't. And, uh, there's no reason to pre-pick songs or rehearse it because we never did it then. So we might as well just go up there and just see what the fuck happens again. Like we always used to, uh, that would be really nice for me, but it was really nice also to talk to both of you and re podcast again. Uh, we busted, you you know, I don't, did you ever do one with us before Scott? No, never. See, it's again, it's all a haze. I'm like, sure you did. This is my first podcast ever. Wow, we—you're not the first cherry we've busted open. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, look back, look back on the brief memories of it, and tell me your favorite memory of the podcast. As hazy as they were, because I see, <laughs> I see pictures from back then, and the amount of beer there would probably kill me now. Yeah, we really did just just right. get deep with it. You know what it is? Is that I think the thing that I enjoy most about it is the idea that I can tell you a story, you know, a hilarious story about me crashing while skiing or drinking too much or falling off a roof or whatever crazy shit, you know, whatever yeah. story I'm telling you. And I can look you in the eye and you can understand it. But your listeners, you know, they, they only know me by the by by, you know, brief profanity laced sentences about my absence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or vague references to episodes that were 200 episodes ago. You know? You're, you're kind of like the girlfriend that got away that I'm, I still didn't get over. And I still talk about you a lot where in reality, I probably for my own health should have just gone. All right, well move along. But you know, you, you're like herpes that way, man. You just kind of landed on me and yeah, the listeners, absolutely. like the fact Damn. that 10 years later, I still have listeners <laughs> asking me to get you back is ridiculous. You don't, I, I, I say with all love and respect, you don't deserve that, Dave K. They're not asking me to come back when I don't release a show for two months. <laughs> oh, where's Dave K? Bring Dave K back. Well, the extreme always makes an impression. It does. My favorite memory, I think, was when I hadn't seen you for ages and I recorded on my phone out back of the boathouse when you were way gone drunk and we recorded like a short oh, little segment. Fuck, I and I think that's the one where you started talking something about you wrote a book of life or the book of Dave K. And that if you yeah. search out there hard enough, you can find it. Joey, Joey's still looking for it, by the way. <laughs> I may have to write him one. You better. I can mail it to him and he'll blow his mind. Imagine if the book of Dave K just showed up on his doorstep one day. Stranger things have happened, you know. Uh, and again, if you weren't such a shooting star, I just would have found you and surprised you when I was there. But that's near impossible. So, oh, it know. is. I mean, a, a significant, a significant part of my adult life has been establishing the cloud of disinformation and mystery. Yeah, that yeah, exists. Absolutely. I mean, I, at one point, you know, like this, there was there was times where, like, you know, I worked with people for years, and then they were surprised to find out that my last name was not actually K. Yeah, I have one of those moments. You know, it's yeah, yeah. it's so uh, yeah. How are you going to find me? If you don't actually know me or know my wife, you're never going to fucking find no, me. I no. I actually know him and can't find him after Right? I mean, like, I never <laughs> know why back then you used to carry a cell phone. Like, what was the point, bro? 
Doesn't answer it. <laughs> Mike, I don't know why you ever told me, yeah, man, just give me a call. I'll let you know about the gig. You should never say those words to, to me ever again. <laughs> no, no. And in fact, I will never tell anyone to ever call me again. Yeah, fair I, enough. I, 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 I've accepted that. You, yep. can, you can message me. Yeah, exactly. That's the best thing. And he will answer it within the next two days. Right. I mean, let's be honest. There's no reason to phone anyone anymore unless you're recording a podcast, right? Like, no, absolutely. There are many things that I need to hear your voice for with respect to everyone in the universe. Like, just send me a WhatsApp, man. WhatsApp is free. You can even include a GIF, which probably gets across what you want to say, and then I don't even have to type back. I'll just send you a picture of somebody giving a thumbs up and be like, cool. I've done my <laughs> But I am definitely the guy who will respond like 48 hours later like it ain't nothing, you know? <laughs> Well, can well, you do? I don't even carry my phone. Like, that's the thing, right? Is I mean, people get freaked out and they're like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, there's times I've gone away for the weekend and not taken it with me simply because, you know what? I prefer the way things used to be. When, when you were out, you were out. When yeah. you're in, you're in. Yeah. You know, I don't feel the need to be connected to the world. And more importantly than that, I feel even less of a need to, to, to let the world be involved in my life. Like, I mean, I'm, I am one of those creepy outside observers in the world of Facebook, you know. I mean, and it's not that I don't love my friends and, you know, and, and you know, enjoy seeing what they're doing. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, if I was doing literally anything, <laughs> I'd be happy to share it. Yeah. But, you know, I work and sleep now. That's it. I mean, shit, uh, our drummer posted a video of us hammered playing on New Year's Eve a while ago. And then I saw all these people start fucking asking me. He's like, hey, what, what were you doing playing there? And I'm like, someone posted a video? What the fuck? Yeah. So <laughs> the gigs are few and far now then? Oh, we ha- oh, God, it's been years since I've... I haven't played a gig since Big Love moved to uh, Dominican. Dominican. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? I know. It's so just, it cool. was just it was just heartbreaking, you know, to, you know, he was one of, you know, he was, you know, that kind of magic. I mean, Scott and I, he's was, big love. Yeah, know? of course. The name is you perfect. Know? Yeah. There are some people that are just, you know, a pleasure to work with, you know, and it, it's tough to replace, you know, so it's, it's been tough. We got, we've got a little group of guys right now where we've got some stuff lined up for the summer, mostly just like biker parties and shit like that. But, yeah. uh, and playing at a farm. Yeah. But, <laughs> nice. but entirely for fun, yeah. you know, like literally just for fun. Yeah. So that's, that, that makes all the difference. Yeah. Cause we tried, no one can say we didn't try to make a living of playing music in a band. Mm. Like we all oh, tried, yeah. we all gave yeah, it mean, hard. We worked hard. We tried. We all got real skinny there for a couple of years. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we got hungry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, but I was not had, the right I, way, though. I always, yeah, I always had a bag of oregano, though. Really weird. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, inspiration has to come from somewhere. I right. Mean, we can't all have a, we can't all have a Yoko Ono. We yeah. try to substitute and, something else to take the edge off. And to jump on my political soapbox, if that's indeed what it is, I will always defend weed because I never would have written a single song without it. I stand by that because I never would have found that little. You know, and it saved my life, and I will always maintain that because that combined with the chemo that I had uh, worked mm-hmm. out very, very well. And uh, I'll always maintain that that was a big part of it for me. So, you know, Mary Jane, that's my girl. You know, so that's how it goes. So yeah. I, I, I if if I ever get to become a, a spokesperson for something, it would be for the legalization of oregano. Well, as it as it should be. I mean, and oh, let me say this about that. Wow, uh, it's been you, like, like fucking seven years since I heard you say that. Please continue. <laughs> I just, it's probably been seven years since I've said it. I got gooseies. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but here's, the, here's my two cents on this, right? Is, I mean, 
not only are you so strong that when the universe tried to bring you down, right? you vested with the power of oregano, were That's able right. to beat that down. That's right. And, and are still here That's right. to heckle me today. That's right. Because I ain't going without doing another episode with Dave K. That's what I said. Well, I hope this doesn't this doesn't put paid to that entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this, but, uh, and it's over. But no, and man, it ain't all bad because for quite a, for a little while there, they gave me liquid morphine, and let me tell you, yummy. Mm. Oh yeah, talk about knowing <laughs> immediately that you would be an addictive personality. Oh my goodness! Like really, yeah, one yeah. sip of that teat, and I was like, oh good lord, where's the echo of my voice again? Oh good lord, that's nice. <laughs> Ooh, that tastes, that feels nice. And it was kind of like they gave it to you and they, cause it was post-surgery and they give it to you and they say, have a little sip, give it 20 minutes, see how you feel. Have a little sip, give it 20 minutes. see how you feel. So of course I immediately after, uh, cause at this point I can't do buckets cause I'm, I'm cut open from the <laughs> surgery. Right. So I can't cough right. at all. So he's like, give it 20 minutes after one little sip. And I get home and it's put the thing on the thing, kind of sit in bed. And I'm sure I put on some He-Man cartoons. Um, and, uh, the wife then says, how's the pain? And I genuinely said, we're pain. What? <laughs> As I'm wiping the drool and I'm just like, good Lord. <laughs> so I remember that it was, I had to like sign a document for this. Cause it was like a borderline narcotic, whatever that was in this painkiller. So I remember the relief I felt when the bottle was empty. You know what I mean? Cause I knew I could like both sides of it because I remember being like, well, at least I can't get any more. So I enjoyed the ride while it was good, but I can't call some dude and get another bottle of this. So it's absolutely fine. You know? Uh, and then because the doctors knew I was out of pain already, they weren't going to give me any more. So I was like, perfect. The better side of the story is that I don't need it, but you know, you could see that side of me. I could feel that side that was like, mm, that's nice. You know, because it was, it was warm and it was just, you know, it was like a hot cup of hot chocolate and Dave K just poured a shot of Southern comfort into it for you. You know what I mean? Oh Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, listen, thank you so much. I don't want to keep you for too much longer. It's been great fun. All right. Well, listen, then this one was, was great. We did, uh, we did the catch up. We did the chip. We did the chat, which was uh, both nice. And I found out that you're going to be, you're going to be here drinking in person with me in less than two weeks. That's right. That's unbelievable. In fact, well, it's what? Two weeks today. Two weeks today. Yeah. I'll I'll up I'll send a picture to Uncle Joey and he will cream in his pants. So hey, where are you staying? Uh, with here? with the mother-in-law, which is kind of downtown-ish, not too far from downtown Kitchener. Okay, but yeah, you're you're in K Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's that's badass. Then I'll uh, I'm I think uh, Tracy wanted to uh, take off that weekend, but uh, I'm about to cancel our plans. Well, I'll do it. Do what you can. We'll see what happens. I'm going to be there either way. So you know. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um. And uh, we'll yeah, figure it out. Let's uh, we'll we'll get some guitar playing, some beer drinking done, and then uh, maybe we'll uh, revisit the next legend in my spare time with a little more uh, typically top topical conversation yeah. that we would have. I, I keep looking at the all, all I can see with the way that the screen is lined up right now on the left side of my screen under your adjustable boom mic. There is. Brett the Hitman's crotch. That's all I got going on. I can't even see the Up belt. There. It's just all package. Nice. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And, it's ma- and it's making me think. That's oh. the kind of stuff we need to be talking. Oh. There you go. Hey, look, 
I mean, that would have been good an hour and 23 minutes ago, Dave. You could have told me you couldn't see me an hour and 23 minutes ago. But I'm glad you pointed it out now. Thank you very much, my friend. (laughs) Well, that's just how I roll, brother. That's just how I roll. And don't forget that no matter what happens in October, it's 10 years. So we have to do something for the 10 year, um, I think. Definitely. So, too. Hey, no. Please. Whereabouts in Wales do you live in? I'm right outside of Cardiff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not too far. Uh, so yeah, it's it's great here, except for it's beautiful here. It looks like I live in Middle Earth. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, not musically, but you know, fuck them. At least I got a guy yeah. who sells me weed. There you go. I mean, hey, we're still stuck in Kitchener, and uh, you know what? The music scene is the exact same here as it was when you left 10 years ago. Well, that's better than it is here, you know, but it, of course now it's the music scene minus Matt Lee's. And, and evidently, minus Dave K and shoes in a dryer, and you know, all of the other uh, all the other quality stuff. It's all been it's all been picked up by the same six guys. Now the entire music scene is occupied by six people that just play in different combinations. That's boring. It is. It is terribly boring. Yeah. Especially when they're playing all the same songs. Yeah, that sucks. You know, what's wrong with an out of tune Sweet Home Alabama once in a while, jerks? <laughs> I will get drunk and sing any song with Matt Lee's. Oh, we're going to try it, baby. We used to do many no things that we weren't scared it. of anything. Yeah, damn right. I remember the night where you actually played the lick from Sweet Child of Mine and actually surprised yourself. Do you remember that? <laughs> he surprises himself every time he plays that. Yeah. I, I just <laughs> remember. I mean, it was, get through it twice. Well, it was just one of those nights. You just kind of went right up into it. And I remember you gave yourself sort of a holy fuck look. You know, and I was like, <laughs> that was nice. You surprised yourself, didn't you? And you said, yep. Sure did. <laughs> My hands just was, fell. That's something I've actually discovered. Speaking of the uh, speaking of the performance enhancing oregano, uh, I have found that if I'm the right amount of tipsy, it really improves my singing. Right. And if I if I've enjoyed the right amount of oregano, I my playing becomes a million times better. Now, but does it actually, or is that in you know what I'm saying? No, I think. No, it actually does. It Excellent. actually does. That's, yeah. It's, somehow <laughs> I, I stop thinking about it and I just get better. But here's the problem is the same thing. The oregano, while it greatly improves my playing, makes my singing just terrible. And the booze, <laughs> while it improves my singing, <laughs> renders me practically unable to play. <sighs> but that's how you do a gig with Dave K, baby. Shit. You know what you were right. getting. You knew what you oh, were getting when you signed up. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this thing new, baby. Just like people saying Matt Lees is a grumpy motherfucker today. You knew what right you were signing on for, motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I was at least the consistent. Happy. I was at least consistent. True. Maybe C U N T, assistant. You know, but. You know. Yeah. By the way, they love that word here. They love throwing that word oh. around. I love the fact that they can use it. I, I, I work with a, a British guy, and he uh, every now and then, you know, drops one of those fantastic Britishnesses. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like just just the fact, and, and I love that there's something about British people that you can take the piss out of each other, or you can really give it to someone, and it's unlikely to result in a fist fight the way it would here. Now, casual violence in on, just on the street, like you know, it's like. It's different, yeah. But I like the fact that you can just you can say whatever you like to someone, pretty much, and everybody just gets that it's just talk. Yes, yes. You know, 
And uh, so I think that that's that's one of those things that I really enjoy about the culture that you have so deeply. In yeah, they 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 do talk some shit to each other here. Yeah, and nobody, that's great. Nobody, and nobody, nobody gets their fun. feelings hurt, really. Sometimes people do, you know. Sometimes you find that line and you go, "Oh, that's his line." Whoops. Yeah, but you really got to push that. I think we most of them. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can, yeah. You do. You can really dig in deep. It oh, usually involves their football team. <laughs> that's usually when you find the line and you're like, "Wow, you're really angry." Um, but you know, there you go. Thank you guys. Yeah. It's been real. Um, yes. I have a strangely enough, I have another podcast recording at eight o'clock, so that's why I'm. Uh, unfortunately, we otherwise we could keep going, but um, yeah, I gotta talk to another guy at eight who did the props for Pirates of the Caribbean and Fifth Element. Nice. Oh, right on. That's all I know about him. So hopefully that'll fill an hour. Yeah, I'm sure you can make it work. Yeah, I'll just yeah, talk. Some, I'll, I'll just talk some shit. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, listen, be well. I'll tr- I'll stay in touch and let's try to meet up on that Sunday or Monday if we can. That'd be Oh, awesome. we will see you. All right. No Jagger though. No fucking ya- Look, Dave. Dave, come here. Dave, look in the camera. Dave, get up. Look in the camera for me, Dave. There will be no Jagger bombs when I am with you in Canada. <laughs> Say it back true. to me. I- Matt Lee's there yeah. will be no Jagger. However, I will make sure that I am well provisioned with a bag of regular. All righty. That's what I like to hear, sir. I'm going to order some gummy bears on the internet, which is beautiful. Um, I know. And, uh, God bless Canada. God bless you beautiful Canadian sons of bitches. And what better <laughs> way to end the fucking episode with two wonderfully beautiful Canadians. Look at you. I don't know where I'm, you I'm found this guy, man, but keep, keep a hold of Dave K. I don't know where you found him this time, but, you know, keep a hold of him. Look at him. He's beautiful. I try to keep track of him now. Yeah, you should. You could get like a little like order from China, like a little tracker, and install like an app on oh, your phone, and just kind of like feed it to him. It's got a low chat feed. Yeah. yeah, and then you may not know you, and then you can kind of be like, oh, at least he's safe. His thing's moving, you know. Yeah. I don't like the idea of people being able to find me that easily. Just me though. All right, maybe just you two. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, dudes, thank you. I'm gonna go thank and you. partake in some bongs before my next uh, podcast. All right. Get it on. We're gonna go out to the garage. I'm gonna rip the joints. Work on Scott's motorcycle and we'll call that a day. That sounds wonderful. You guys have fun. Good to see you both. Great to talk to you yeah. both. And uh, maybe not five years this time, Dave, yeah? Well, we'll try and make it two weeks. What do you say? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know, <laughs> you've given me your word many a time, Dave K. <laughs> David K. I am going to text you my phone. Well, I'm not going to. I will message you my phone number and my address the second we get off this call. That way, there is no gray area. And if you choose to come and find me, right. preemptively, you can. All right. Wonderful. Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you both. Be well. Yeah. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, all right. Bye now. Later, Maddie. Take care. Legend of my spare time. Let's play, 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 play,